0: Since the last session which was about the path to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And aside from reciting La ilaha illallah as much as possible which the author was saying is the secret is the way To ascend to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is by abundantly reciting la ilaha illallah But the la ilaha illallah has to be recited with its etiquette many people read la ilaha illallah But it needs to be recited with all of its etiquette and he explained all of those etiquette so you can consult The earlier sessions for that along with saying la ilaha illallah You can't just keep reading la ilaha illallah and expect that to do the magic You have to also work on the self and remove again control of the self so now what he does here. To make it easy for us, remember to master anything, you need to be able to split it up and uh, distribute it, understand all of its components and then be able to deal with it that way. So mashallah, that's what um, he's going to do now. This is Bayanu al-Anwar in nufus Sabah. saba Generally, we hear of the nafs being three types as mentioned in the Qur'an. He's further divided all of them as well into seven sections and that just helps to understand where we are, because when you've got three a lot of people are confused whether they're between Nafsul amara or Lawwama but when he mentions seven you've got, it's easier to understand where you are, so this is very interesting, he says wa illa fahiya wa really the Nafs is just one, it's only really one faculty but in terms of its characteristic in terms of what it does, in terms of how it acts in terms of um its practice and its nature, that it, it, it's divided into seven. Otherwise, this is really one one nafs. It's, there's not seven nufus. right? Al oolah an nafsul a maratu bisu, wahi il latila ta'mura So the first one is what we generally know in uh, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, reveals that in the Quran, Yusuf Ali Wamah uberri right? omin nafsi inna nafsala amahumbi su a nafsul ammaratu tobisu, the nafs which incites towards evil. That state, that when the nafs has that characteristic, then you see human beings are a single entity in a sense. Everybody's a human being. But then you say, That guy is an evil person. Right? She's an evil person. She's still a human being, just like another woman or another man is a human being. But this is a good human being, as people say, and this is a bad human being. Why do we call them good and bad? That's a characteristic. Human being is the is the genus, that's their category, that's who they are. But a human being can be a bad human being. A human being can be a good human being. So likewise here what you've got is Nufus are of seven types, and the first one is Alamara Bisu. That is the one which commands its its beholder, the person who has that nafs the human, the individual himself, the one who possesses the nafs, it does not command with any goodness at all. This is a bad nafs. Right? If that is the characteristic of the nafs at that time, then it does not command with any good whatsoever. Right? Only commands evil. There's nothing else that it commands. فَإِذَا جَاهَدَهَا sahibuha. So now he tells us, if you are in that state, if we are in this state, then what should we do? So he says there's a there's good news. Fa Ida Ja Hadaha sa hibuha waha lafaha fi shahawatiha Hata Adaanat li ittibar il Haki Wa secanat tahdal umrit teklifi Wala kinnaha tahlibu sa hibuhafi akteri ahwariha, so maturgi u Ilayhi Bilow nya lama waka, summit la wama wahiathaniya. So, If a person exerts himself against it, if a person fights it, if a person rebels against that nafs and opposes it in its desires, it will want you to look at the haram, do the haram, say the haram, involve yourself in the haram, be greedy, consume the haram, whatever it may be. So if a person fights with it, opposes it in all of its desired desires until it succumbs Until it humbles itself until it submits To follow the truth. That's the good thing about the nafs that if you do work on it Allah has given it the ability to be so malleable that it will become good. It will follow the truth And then it will gain tranquility or it will become settled under all the religious commands. It will then feel comfortable in fulfilling the religious commands. So if we find it difficult and it's a burden to do good things, the re- follow the religious commands, you have to fight against it and oppose it and there's ways to do that obviously until it becomes succumbed and it becomes humbled. But Problem is that in many, many cases it will generally dominate the person. So if the person is successful, Alhamdulillah, but otherwise it will dominate us. He's saying that if a person does control it, then it will start to blame you when you do something wrong. The same nafs that was telling you to do something bad, it's like the person in the community who used to, everybody would say, man, look how bad that guy is. He's involved in X, Y, and Z, he's dealing, he's doing this, he's doing that, everything. And then suddenly, mashaAllah, he changes. right? He or she changes and suddenly they become a big da'i and they're telling everybody off. And you're like, man, what's wrong with you? Saying, no, you can't do this, brothers, you must do this, you must do that. It's just like that. This nafs will then turn around and start saying to you, why are you doing this, why are you doing that? Summiyat lawwama. Then it becomes a nafsul lawwama the blaming soul, the censoring soul. that's the second grade. فَإِذَا أَخَذَ فِي الْمُجَاهَدَةِ وَالْكَدِّ if a person really takes on strenuous exertion against it, and strenuous exercises to sort it out, right, and undertakes a lot of hardship to really go against it, حَتَّى مَالَتْ إِلَىٰ عَالَمِ الْقُدْسِ until the nafs becomes inclined towards the holy realm, until it begins to love the pure realm, the spiritual realm of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and it gains light. It becomes illuminated with the light of Allah. In the sense that now it becomes the one which has the inspiration and knows clearly what the transgression is and what is the path of God fearingness. He knows the good and bad now. It's quite clear. Summiyat mulhama. Now this is the one we generally don't hear about. This is called the mulhama, the inspired soul. Right? So it becomes inspired. So initially, he used to tell us to do evil. The other one sometimes inspires us to do evil and then makes us feel bad. The lawama, if it's not fully lawwama. Now this one is the one which has become inspired by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it knows it's good and bad, so it's become the mulhama. This is the third level. How do you know that your nafs is at this level? So, how does a person know that that is the state of their nafs? The, the sign of this is that the individual will begin to understand its subtle ways of doing things. It will understand when a human, the person, will begin to understand the subtle ways that you will be greedy or you will be showing off. Whereas before you used to show off and never feel it. But now you will know when you're being narcissistic, you will know when you're being greedy, when you're inclining towards the wrong when you're feeling like doing something bad. So it will now understand its really subtle and refined points. Now, this is not a position to stop yet, there's still higher levels to reach. If now a person continues to exert himself against it, until eventually all of its worldly desires are removed. It no longer tells you you must do anything bad at all. It doesn't have that push. It doesn't pressure you to do anything like that as well. وَتَبَدَّلَتِ bil mahmuda And all of its characteristic, they transform from being blameworthy to now being praiseworthy. It's always telling you to do the praiseworthy things. وَتَخَلَّقَتْ بِأَخْلَاقِ ta'ala al مِنَ الْرَأْفَةِ وَالْرَحْمَةِ وَالْكَرَمِ سُمِّيَتْ mutma'inna. Finally, it becomes mutma'inna here. How? When it then uh, changes its characteristic from the evil ones to the praiseworthy ones, it then takes on good character. From all of the characters of beauty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For example, ra'fa, You feel compassion for others. You're not hard-hearted anymore. You're soft. Words will have an impact on you. When you see something that needs to be dealt with compassion, you will exercise compassion. You'll have mercy. You'll have gentleness, lutf. You'll have gentleness, wal karam, generosity and benevolence, wal wud. You will feel love. Then finally, this is now called a mutma'inna, the tranquil soul, the comforted soul, the settled soul. Wahiyar rabiah but that's the fourth. وَهَذَا الْمَقَامُ هُوَ مُبْتَدَأُ الْوُصُولِ إِلَى اللَّهِ تَعَالَىٰ It's only after you get to this level that you could say that you've actually reached Allah, otherwise until now you were in flux. You were still here and there. It's only when the nafs becomes like this, when it becomes mutma'in, Satisfied with Allah. Satisfied with Allah. Only then will you say that now you have reached Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So yesterday, the the previous lesson which discussed levels of reaching Allah, where you initially make that exertion, you reach Allah, and then after that it's just about elevating your status afterwards. This is going parallel with that, if you you, you remember. So now when you get to this fourth level, that's when you actually start getting close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, it's like somebody who starts a new job, and they've got issues with the way things are done. You've worked in so many different places. Um, so you've started this new job. And it takes you a while to adjust. You've got issues. So you yourself keeps rebelling sometimes. Like, no, I don't like this way. So then you get a bit sensitive and you react in negatively. But you need the job. And eventually you become institutionalized. Now that's generally a bad thing. That's generally negative, right? But we're talking about a positive institu- institutionalization which means that you eventually now no longer rebel and now you're quite comfortable with the ways Now you understand why they do things because initially you say, why are they doing this? I just don't get it, this is wrong, I'm not used to this. But now you get to understand the wisdom behind why they, because there's generally wisdom there. So you get adjusted to that and now you become a believer in it. So you take it on wholesale now, now you've become a believer. Likewise with the nafs, it's the same thing. Until now, you were trying to make it do good but it was rebelling; it was telling you to do the wrong things. It was telling you to go another way, and then, in some cases, it would actually tell you off for doing that afterwards as well. Right? It tells you to do bad, and then it tells you to do, and then it tells you off afterwards. But then, after that, when you become completely succumbed, comforted, and it, be, take, it takes all the praiseworthy traits, now it's wonderful. You have become part of it now. <laughs> However, there's still Going to be some really, really, really difficult to find small issues that still linger. It's not finished yet. We're not there yet. At this level is a good level, but there is always gonna be something. Dasais means a dasisa. Dasisa is something that is so finely ingrained in something that it's difficult to figure it out. That's what it says. Kashirkil Khafi. Wahugbir riyasa like hidden polytheism hidden polytheism and the love of leadership he's saying these two things are very difficult to completely unearth it's almost like saying that even if i clean this whole place up there's still bacteria lingering Wildlife like you can see that this is being swept, right? Because you've got the tracks of the vacuum, right? But there is still going to be things inside this carpet, right? That are lingering. And then there's the bacteria that you could probably only see under microscope. And an absolutely pure, hundred percent sanitized nafs, right, is gonna be something where I don't even think we can achieve that on this carpet. Like you'd have to put it through a wash. An industrial wash or something like that right so that's saying that that's like the al khafi and hubbir riyasa that bacteria will still linger around the love of leadership right and hidden or subtle shirk where what is subtle shirk subtle shirk is where you still feel that there's things that come from others and not from Allah whereas as a belief we think everything comes from Allah but in practice we don't we still have our hopes in other things and not in Allah. Ajib. Except that this is so minute and so hidden and so concealed, right? Because of its subtle nature that you can only see it under a microscope. What does he say? The only people that will perceive these things and conceive these things are the professionals in this regard whom Allah subhanahu Wa Taala has illuminated their insight. Only they will be able to figure these things out. And generally, others will figure that out in us more than we will be able to figure that out in ourselves. And if that person who's our friend or who's our guide or who's our teacher if they, are a respect, if they are an accomplished individual who's, who, ha, who has basically um, been through this and learnt this well and has been purified themselves, they'll be able to easily notice this because they've seen it themselves. You just, get, you just have experience. <clears throat> for example, if we want to buy a property for our institute, it's a huge sum of money that you have to raise. And We've never done it before. We have no idea what we're getting into. So I spoke to somebody else who's done these projects before and he gave me the ins and outs. I was like, wow. Because they have the experience. They can tell, hey, you're doing this wrong. You're going the wrong way about this. There's no way you're going to do this. If you go to wealthy people to get their money, you're never going to get it. You're going to have to go to the average Joe and ask him for 10,000. Rather than ask for a million from one person, he's not going to get it. That's just the experience that everybody's had and they'll tell you that that you're just doing wrong if you think that somebody's just gonna Give you a million dollars or a million pounds or something like that Or even a hundred thousand for that matter Why is this difficult except for the absolutely proficient masters to be able to figure this out is because Because on, in the apparent sense there is, the, the, there is Piety you see piety and you see all of these praiseworthy characteristics. So that's what you see, that's the outer facade. it looks beautiful. Uh, you see all of these praiseworthy characteristics of karam, كَرَم وَالْحِلْم وَالتَّوَكُل وَالزُّهُد وَالْوَرَعُ وَالشُكُر وَالصَبْر وَالتَّسْلِيم وَالرِضَ بِالْقَضَاءِ مع انكشاف بعض أسرار وانخراك بعض عادات وظهور بعض karamat, Ya Allah! He's saying, for the person himself, who reaches this level, his outer state is gonna be one of righteousness and piety. You're gonna feel very pious, right? Because you're gonna be doing a lot of practice. By that time you would have probably developed and inculcated into yourself a lot of praiseworthy traits like uh, generosity, forbearance, tawakkul and reliance in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imagine if you can even get this. This is wonderful. Zuhud, abstinence from the dunya, you're not you're not you're not obsessed with the dunya. You got the dunya, but you're not obsessed with the dunya, right? While well, wara, you got scrupulousness. You're careful in your dealings and in, in, in your interaction with others. Shukr, you 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 have a lot of gratitude. Or well, sabr, you have a lot of sabr. Taslim, you even submit to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala in everything, right? What qada, you even got the high level of ridha bil qada, which means to be satisfied with whatever Allah decrees. You're satisfied whatever Allah throws at you, even if that means huge difficulty. You're like, okay, that's fine. If Allah sends it, I'm I'm willing to deal with that. Can you imagine that's a very high level? That even if a person has all of that, he says, and even more, he has more. He there's certain secrets of the world, universe that are unveiled to him or her. So they're figuring out things. Right? Uh, meaning certain norms are being Certain norms are being changed for them, right? Which basically means uh, some he's he thinks he's getting some karamat as well. Miracles are taking place. Things are becoming you know there's miracles happening happening in his life. Now everybody's individual miracle is whatever you know it could be just that you know it could be whatever it is for an individual miracle, right? We're not talking about water gushing from your finger. I mean that's a prophet's miracle, but other miracles, whatever it may be, something minor. All of this stuff is happening to the person. So this person... So very frequently such a person, or very likely such a person would start to think that he is Al-Imam al Adam, he's the greatest Imam. Can you see now where the delusion comes, even though they've accomplished so much? We're not even there yet. This person has accomplished, mashallah, so much, Basically at each level there is a danger. So he's saying that even this person after they have so much accomplishment which we can only dream about even this person has to be careful because they could also fall and this person may start thinking himself that he's the greatest Imam, Ya Allah وَأَنَّ مَقَامَهُ هُوَ الْمَقَامُ الْأَفْخَمُ and that his level and his status is the highest level, the loftiest level وَهَذَا مِنْ جُمْلَةِ الدَّسَائِسِ He says this is among those subtle problems that can trip you up. So now we need to get that. That's why the mutmainna is not the final one. There's still levels to perfect that state. That's why he's saying, Faither adrokatul inayatul ilahiyatu, wastena the ila shaykhihi bil kulliyati, walazam al mujahada, hatta tamakana minasifatil mahmuda, one kataa anhu irkur riya, wasarad nefsu the lila, wastawa in the hu al madhu wa zamu, wa dahalat fi makamil fana. بِكُلِّ مَا يَقَعُ فِي الْكَوْنِ مِنْ غَيْرِ اِعْتِرَاضٍ أَصْلًا سُمِّيَتْ راضية وهي الخامسة. Finally, he says that if such a person, because the person has made a lot of effort, they've done huge exertion, I mean this is not easy, right? Saying that if such a person is hit by, is affected by, is basically receives the divine attention, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wills well for them and now suddenly turns to them with a special divine grace and attention and this person he generally a person of this nature will only be able to get to this if they have an accomplished shaykh so this person he then entirely gives himself up to being scrutinized and corrected by his shaykh by his teacher by the professional and holds fast to this exertion against enough continues to do that until he fully he or she fully develops all of these other praiseworthy traits fully and finally this slight vein of ostentation and showing off loving to love leadership Dissipates from him, and his nafs becomes totally succumbed, totally succumbed, and finally, praise or criticism becomes equal in his sight. Doesn't get excited by praise. Criticism does not deter them from doing good, and he enters into the station of fana. Fana means annihilation. Meaning you just feel like you are nothing now, right? Allah is everything and the world is nothing And become satisfied with everything that happens in the world because it's from Allah Not satisfied that there's haram going on in the world, just means satisfied with the affairs of the world with Allah that he doesn't complain I was just talking to somebody who's a Muslim but not very practicing, I buy my fruit from, from, uh, from that individual very nice person. Um, so she was saying, um, what she obviously believes, and she obviously saying that you know we all have a life expectancy. She believes that there's a uh, a final day for every one of us. But she said, why do we have to become old and weak and why can't it be just that you stay youthful all the way, then whatever your life is, whatever your time of your ending is, you just expire. To be honest, I think it's better the way it is because if you could just expire at any time, just like that come too sudden, there's no warning. The whole point of becoming grey in your hair and getting gold is to remind you. And the warner has come to you. What's the warner? Some of the Muhassain say this means your white hair this means uh, your your bones becoming weak wasta'ala al as uh, zakariya said right that's a good thing i mean at least you know you you can start thinking that's why allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the quran that haven't we given you enough of a life in which the person who could reflect would have reflected by now which is the age of 60 as the mufassirin say right so you have no اعتراض with allah's system you completely you you completely agree with allah's system sumiyat radhiya that because now this nafs is never going to oppose anything that uh, it's radiya it's satisfied you see that radiya is also from the quran right so here this is he says al khamis and that is the fifth level that is the fifth level of the nafs right? so what can go wrong after this why is there a, still a sixth and a seventh level we haven't got to sixth and seventh yet It's only five levels we've discussed so far, and he said we've got six. So at this stage, what can still go wrong? However, seeing oneself in this state of annihilation and sincerity may still cause a person to become slightly conceited in themselves it's a very difficult thing to remove you'll still feel a bit conceited there narcissistic right so then the person would start going backwards retracing uh, basically start losing so where they're at this maqam they started actually going back now because of this can you believe how this concept of showing off this love for sh- for position can destroy you even after you get to this level. billahi min How do you protect yourself from that? He should seek refuge in Allah from that. dhikri while holding fast, perpetually, constantly to the dhikr of Allah, because Allah will help. Right. Wal Allah, and asking for this assistance from Allah إلا and this understanding in the mind that there's no way you're gonna get this yourself you're gonna need the assistance of somebody else to point these things out to you you're gonna need because you're not a prophet Prophets get it directly from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. but we can trick ourselves we can easy even when we get to a high level, we can become corrupt. That's why you need, always need. That's why even some of our bigger sheikhs, right? When they sheikh dies, they find somebody else, because it's just always nice to have somebody who can tell you off, who can correct you, because that's human beings. Otherwise, we justify. We love ourselves too much, so we justify for ourselves. So we may we see ourselves good, and we th- we justify our actions otherwise how else could you mess up you justify what you're doing maybe for a high uh, for an ulterior motive right or for maybe a pious consequence but the means are wrong and you justify it and then after that it just spoils the whole thing it's a dangerous game Allah protect us so then he's saying for either faniya anil fana what does that mean when you become annihilated even from your annihilation meaning you're thinking of yourself as nothing one is that I think of myself as nothing and the other one is that I don't even know that anymore It's not even a concern for me anymore can you see the difference one is I know that I don't I'm not concerned about everything I know that the other one is that it's no longer even on my radar position has got nothing to do with me position has got nothing to do with me anymore it doesn't Feature in my thought process. It's not on my radar anymore. وخلص من رؤية الإخلاص أو من رؤية الإخلاص. And you get absolute, perfect, pure sincerity. Now this is when you get pure sincerity. تجلّى عليها بالرضا وعفى عن كل ما مضى وتبدلت سيئاتها حسنات وانفتحت لها أبواب الأذواق والتجليات فصارت غرّيقة في بحار he says, "This is where you finally take the plunge, and you're in much safer place." He says, I'm, "I mean, I'm not going to go through all because that's not going to make a lot of sense to us because these are some some really loaded terms of the sufi, which I don't want to don't want to go into right now." He says, "Eventually, your full satisfaction with Allah Subhanahu wa Taala will come about, and anything of the past will become obliterated, and all, even your your, your whatever bad deeds you've done, they should probably become good now because of the way." you do tawbah and you, your your ikhlas. And now this is when the doors of further in-depth experience with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will open up and you will become submerged in the oceans of divine oneness. You will become submerged in the oceans of tawheed where it's your tawheed and Belief in the oneness of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala will become intensified, and I mean, there's some wa wa balabil al asrar bi That's why this nafs is called the mardiya, raddiya mardiya. It's in the Quran. You have the mutmainna. After that, you have the raddiya, and this is the mardiya, So raddiya means it's satisfied. The mardiya. Which it's it's from the same Rida, it's from the same Rida but which Allah makes satisfied. radiya is I'm satisfied, mardiya is it somebody else being satisfied with it. So Allah is satisfied with you. Because remember this is the one that Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala is now paying special attention to. So you are under the special attention of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. السادسة, this is the sixth level. Now, you're wondering where you're going to get the seven from, right? It's all from the Qur'an, as you notice. However, the person of high resolution, high aspiration, is not even going to be satisfied at staying at this level of the stations even though it's a very 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 high level you're not going to be satisfied at this level ya Allah. Th- th- this stuff can't even be explained th- this this stuff has to be experienced so i'm at loss of words already even the arabic in fact this person even though he's at such a high level he's not going to be satisfied he wants to get even closer because once you taste the experience with uh, being close to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you want to get even closer allah is infinite so you go higher and higher and higher right i know this might sound totally crazy for to a lot of us who you know many of us are probably very far from this status so obviously this is talking about some really high level where we're going to deny it some people would even say like are you crazy like what are you talking about this doesn't even sound right so this person will then finally go from the state of Fana of annihilation to a state of endurance right and he will then want to reach Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with a full with a complete uh, connection but then this is when everything around him, the realities of those things will start to say to him that we are just the fitna. Fala takfur. What does that mean? This I think is taken, this is for sure taken from Ibn Ata'Ila's hikam. He says that basically when you get very close to Allah, you will start witnessing and experiencing certain things. Right? and then you'll start wanting to get engrossed in them but then they will tell you uh, they're not going to verbally tell you but they will be telling you we're still a creation of Allah if you want Allah you need to ignore us Right? for example there's people who do a lot of dhikr and mashallah they're very practicing and sometimes they start seeing good dreams so they get really excited about the good dreams and then if the good dreams go away then they're like, oh, what's happened to me? I'm messed up now. The good dream is no sign of anything. It's just a nice thing on the way, but that's just a cafe on the way. Your, ob- your objective is to drive. Right? That's just the duty-free shop at the airport. right? Your objective is going to Hajj. You don't want to get lost there and miss your flight to Hajj. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? And Even when you get to Makkah, all those shops there, they're just a distraction. That's not what you went there for. So they should all be telling you, right hal right with the, with the tongue of their state right they should be telling you that hey we're just a fitna man this is not what you're here for you're here for that i went to see a shaykh who's passed away now rahimahullah in medina munawwara and you know because medina and makkah traditionally've always been people places where you can get to visit a lot of great people from around the world because that's where they converge someone said and he he sat in the masjid for not over thirty forty years and just read Quran in that same every time I used to go there that's what he was doing. I don't know how many Quran's he finished sitting there in the masjid, in the boy. So I said to him, have any uh, have any of the uh, the great scholars come? Right? Are there anybody around? Because I thought if anybody knows he's going to know. Oh, what a dumb question! He said the biggest buzurg is here. Right? He says this is the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. This is where you're here for. Why are you worried about anybody else? You come here. To give salam to the wadud, sharif, salawat, why are you here worried about anybody else for? That's all a fitna. So that's why he's saying that the whole creation will tell you we're just a fitna. So even miracles are a fitna. It's still a creation of Allah. It's not Allah. Even if you're seeing miracles, wonderful dreams, it's still a creation of Allah. Things are going right for you. Right? You know, you hear about certain sheikhs who can go from here to Medina and pray dhuhr prayer. And they miss it in the local mosque right? even if it's a reality right it's just the fitna it's just doesn't mean anything never really come across anybody who's claimed that but I've just heard in stories now I don't know if anybody really claims that right anybody come across people like that who say they can pray in Medina and come back no I'm not saying it's not impossible because it's impossible it, it, I mean nowadays the world has shown us the technology has shown us these things are possible like within the realm of possibilities. It's not gonna to happen to you and me. But within the realm of possibilities, it's min al-mumkinat. Because the, our travel systems have showed us that. that. that's a possibility. Somebody could go there and come back. Right? I mean eventually with the new planes and new cars and they're making, I mean it's gonna be a possibility. So it's within the realm of possibilities. So if it happens by karama to somebody, Alhamdulillah, that's a possibility. But do I have to, you know, like do I have to come with you? Right? But anyway, um, I think we stop here for today because then he carries on and we still got the seventh stage, right, to get to. I think we'll have to leave that to the next because it's a bit more complicated. But uh, he then, he does mention the verse here. So then in that he's going to discuss the seventh one. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow us to ascend. Allow us to ascend. These things sound very daunting, but I'd rather be in a higher place than in a lower place. Because that means we're closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And just being in a lower place doesn't mean that there's no fitna. There's more fitna here. Right? The fitna is different depending on the stage. Right. So at least if you're in a higher stage, you could be closer to Allah, you'd have more incentive because you have more experience. Experientially, you'd feel closer to Allah subhanahu Wa ta'ala. We ask Allah for tawfiq. But I think this is very useful because generally whenever tasawuf is taught, it's taught in a very casual kind of manner. Right? Everybody has their own kind of tasawuf, every shaykh has his own kind of tasawuf. But what this is doing is that, and again, obviously this is still one version at the end of the day. Right, because it's it's all uh, based on uh, what the author has understood and how he's put it together. But a lot of these things are accepted around anyway. Right, maybe the terminologies are different, but in terms of the, the levels and this level of the nafs, I mean, I mean, would you would anybody say here that these six levels that we've read of the nafs so far, right? C- can you see any problem with them? I mean, a very logical understanding. Except that, I mean, the higher levels we can't experience them, so it's not we can't we can't relate to it yet, unless there's somebody here who can relate to it, right? But that doesn't. None of this sounds like weird. It's just that just because something you haven't experienced before doesn't mean that you deny it. وياسك الله في توفيق واخر الدعاء الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم انت السلام ومنك السلام تباركت يا jalali الجلال والاكرام اللهم يا حي يا قيوم برحمتك نستغيث اللهم يا حنان ويا منان لا اله الا انت سبحانك اننا كنا من الظالمين اللهم اغفر لنا وارحمنا وعافنا واهدنا وارزقنا اللهم اغفر سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم اغفر Oh Allah, we ask you for your attention. We ask you for your forgiveness. Oh Allah, we ask you for your blessings. Oh Allah, we ask you for your mercy. Oh Allah, we ask you for your benevolence. Oh Allah, you're the most merciful of the merciful ones. Oh Allah, we have among us the young and old. O oh Allah, there must be among us someone who you love. O oh Allah, we ask that you bless us all. O oh Allah, that you accept these gatherings. O oh Allah, that you bless us <coughs> in everything that you have given us. O oh Allah, that you make us free and purified of sin. You make us f- pu- free and purified of the love of other things. O Allah grant us your love and the love of those who love you. O Allah grant us your love and the love of those whose company will benefit us in your courts. O Allah remove the evil from around us. O Allah make us also the forces for good. O Allah protect us from being the forces of evil in whatever way shape or form it may be. O Allah make us the Imams of the guided ones. O Allah protect us from all the apparent and hidden forms of vices. O oh Allah, we ask you forgiveness from all of those sins that bring misery in our lives, that turn family against family, that remove the blessing from our homes and that darkens our hearts. O oh Allah, purify our hearts and infuse them with your love. O oh Allah, show us the truth as the truth and allow us to follow it. O oh Allah, show us the wrong as the wrong and allow us to abstain from it. O oh Allah, those of us who are going for Hajj, O oh Allah, accept the Hajj and facilitate the journey. O oh Allah, allow it to be a source of greatness. For even when we come back, O oh Allah, make it a Hajj Mabrur. O oh Allah, and those of us who are not going for Hajj, O oh Allah, shower them with the blessings that you will shower the Hujjaj and allow, them, allow us all to come back to your Haramain over and over again. O oh Allah, bless us on what you've given us and accept from us and guide us in our permissible needs. O oh Allah, O oh Allah, hold us by the forelock and enter us into paradise. O oh Allah, write us to be of Jannatul Firdaus and elevate our status. O oh Allah, help us purify our hearts. O oh Allah, all that we discuss, O oh Allah, we ask that you elevate our status. And you turn our nafs from being al-ammara bis su' to the higher levels of the, of the nafs. O oh Allah, help us and assist us, because it's difficult for us. O oh Allah, what a difficult exercise it is for us. But O oh Allah, You can facilitate for whomever You wish, whatever You wish. O oh Allah, everything is easy for You. O oh Allah, facilitate for us. O oh Allah, protect us from the shirk and from the bida'at and innovations and from wrongdoings and sins and tra- sins and transgressions. O oh Allah, fill us with praiseworthy traits, make our character praiseworthy, make us. Make us true representatives of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and grant us the following of the sunnah and make it, an easy, make it easy for us. Grant us the kalima la ilaha illa Allah on our deathbed. O oh Allah, accept our dua. Her. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun. Wa salamun ala al-mursaleen walhamdulillah.